Welcome. You're tuned in to the Living in Rhythm podcast where we wax philosophy and experience in the art and science of living in rhythm. I'm Sister Sunday and I came here to let my soul shine. It's a lifestyle, you know what I'm saying? Time just keeps moving right along, and so do we. Yes, we are entering into the middle degrees of the sign of Gemini, which is culminating it with a full moon. So we have a full moon coming up in the sign of Sagittarius, opposite the sun in Gemini, and this full moon is mystic. We've got the sun aligning with the galactic center of the Milky Way galaxy. So that's pretty cosmic. And I want to talk about that. I want to talk about how we can align our center with the galactic center, if you know what I mean. And then I also want to get into this concept around the axis of ideas and philosophy, the axis of thoughts and beliefs, this axis of student and teacher, because this sesh and every sesh is coming from the heart of me, projected directly toward the heart of you. And that, that transmission I hope is received. And that's what, what really, that's what Gemini is all about. It's about communication and clear vibrations that emanate our, our message, our presence in time and space. I mean, this is a cosmic, cosmic time to be alive and the alignments that are happening with this full moon in relationship to Jupiter, Pluto, Venus, Mercury and Uranus, Neptune. I mean, Saturn's in there. Everybody's part. It's a party. (laughs) It's a Gemini party with everybody in their perspective places, but it's a very cosmic time that I I just want to get into how we can use the hermetic principle of vibration, the hermetic principle of mentalism and correspondence to really assist us in starting to apply and live these new values, our, our newfound values that we're looking to establish in, in the new time, you know, in this Aquarian dawn that we are living in. So I want to take a little moment to step into a higher love, a higher mind, a higher vibe, ground that energy and start to emanate it into the field into the space that I dwell and the, the world beyond. I mean, guys, we want to let our soul shine. That's what this is all about. So let's take a moment to tune into that. So as you take a breath or two to reset your center of gravity, you want to use your own breath's timing in your own visualization to practice rooting into the earth, feeling that anchor centeredness into the center of this planet, this earth that we live on, the blue star. And once you're rooted and grounded, start to visualize and, and open the coiled spring that dwells within you from the root of your spine. Start to activate the root chakra, the sacral, the solar plexus, the heart, the throat, the third eye, the crown, and the space that surrounds. So as you open yourself up, as you open yourself up with breath, with intention, activating your central axis, your center of gravity, you can start to pulse your heartbeat and your presence into the field. And just even talking about it, I can feel my hands heating up a little bit. I can feel the energy in my system warming me, circulating through me. And I want to use that pulse, that heat, and that heartbeat to circulate more vitality, more energy, more of my presence through my body, my awareness, my self-awareness. As you develop this strength and this skill, then we can, you know, from there, the next level is to start to put it out into the field that surrounds you. That's the toroidal cycle is the energy rising up through the central axis, circulating out and around, spreading out into the space, going back into the earth and becoming a source. It's a resource. 
for your soul, for your soul shine, you know, so that energy going out and around, it emanates into the field. It comes back tenfold, stronger, purer, more vital. If we put this intention into our presentness, the more we do that, the more strength we, we build, not only in our, in our focus and our presence, but it's this strength in our nervous system. And this is super important in this time. Like as things change and transform and we, we begin to, you know, we are truly birthing a new era. That's what the Aquarian Dawn is about. We are in the beginning phases of a new time. And because of that, there's so much change and transformation. There's a lot that's being left behind. There's a lot that's dissolving and evolving that south node in Sagittarius there's a lot of belief systems that have been becoming decompressed and deactivated in a way and through that we can also feel a little bit of grief or a little bit of sadness anxiety all these things and so to help balance this out the the one to three breath reset is a powerful way to when we when we fine tune our center of gravity when you use the breath to circulate that energy one to three times is all it really takes to just bring you back home to this anchored place where, again, we can resource our energy, where we can feel calmness, even if it's just for a moment. That's good for the nervous system. That The more times we do that throughout the day, throughout our life, throughout the week, the month, the year, you know, the more you practice this and make this a day-to-day thing, that's that's how you can start to build that strength in the nervous system to be able to take more on, to be able to become more radiant, to be able to receive more energy, to be able to give more light to this world. And we want to be able to do that. We want to be able to resource our energy in order to give back because, you know, this is the more we keep moving the energy. I mean, that's everything moves and it, that, that comes to this concept. I'm, I'm really going to be getting into the hermetic principles again. I always talk about them, but I'm going to be more specific in, in these teachings because I find them to be simply profound when you apply them to the mind, body, and spirit. These are, these are cosmic laws. These are deep laws of wisdom. And when they're applied, when these concepts are applied, they become a way of life. That's, it's a very helpful skill set to use in living day to day and actually maximizing your experience. And I say that it's like, it's a perfect time too, because we're, we're again, we're approaching this full moon. We're waxing towards this full moon in Sagittarius opposite the sun in Gemini. And you know, this, that's what this axis is about. I call it the axis of mind and matter, the axis of thoughts and beliefs of ideas and philosophy. This is the student and the teacher, the wisdom keepers. Gemini is so observant. It's so the, the essence of the zodiac sign of Gemini, the archetype of Gemini is represented as the twins, which is very cool in a way. And also I feel like the twins is like the one really, I think of it's one, it's the, the I and I, or the you within you. So let's talk about Gemini a little bit because Gemini being a mutable air sign ruled by the planet Mercury is very much represented it, it's a, it brings forth the mind, expression, communication, messaging. It's the giving and the receiving of messages. And when I think about Gemini and the evolution of the Zodiac, it's so powerful because it comes after Taurus, which is all about sensory perception, observing and experiencing the world through the senses. Then that that goes through the mind. Once we've observed through the senses, then the mind starts to gather the data and the information. It makes it, it culminates ideas. It culminates thoughts that become more thought processes from there. So we're always looking for the polarity, which is another hermetic principle, but the polarity of Gemini is Sagittarius, which is a little bit more evolved from the actual thought process. It becomes a philosophy, a way of thinking, a way of living and being. 
And it's really cool because like the Gemini is observing and it's taking notes and it's working through all the little details and the data. And then through the polarity of the Sagittarius archetype, there becomes this integration of, of putting the concepts and the ideas and, and the thoughts together to make something whole. It is the, it is such a, one of my favorite, I mean, I have Sagittarius in my chart. I have a pretty potent Sag. <laughs> I have a potent Sag in my chart. So I, I really do relate to Sagittarius and Gemini specifically, but this axis is one of my favorites and this, this full moon, Sagittarius full moons are some of my favorites too, because they're, they're coming at this time in the Northern hemisphere of this final degree, the final phase of, of springtime where we are really heading into summer. We are so close to the summer season where it is full sun. So the light is coming back. We are, I think so many things are being illuminated and this is the last full moon, the last bright moon before the sun goes to its fullness. And so for me, it's like, that's a cosmic, cosmic moment of culmination of like things coming together and, and entering this phase of like, let's put it together. Intersectional, interdisciplinary. I mean, it's like this, this bringing together, bringing forth all these ideas and concepts and working them and, and applying them and making them a way of life, a way of being and living. And, you know, so coming from this idea again around the hermetic philosophy, the, the planetary ruler of Gemini is Mercury, Hermes. And the way that I think of that, you know, just automatically it's, it reminds me of Hermes Trismegistus. It reminds me of the hermetic principles and the hermetic philosophy. And it's really cool because like I just really started, I mean, this is a concept I've really started like thinking about more deeply because again, it's this concept around it, it. It's putting things together. And this is one of my favorite things to do. That's part of the Sagittarius. It's like, I must put together all these ideas. It's brilliant to think of, put things together and think of them as a, as a whole method or repertoire or whatever, you know, but when it comes to hermeticism specifically represented through Gemini, in the mind at first, and then working through this integrating process of philosophical conceptual ideas around the way of the world. It embodies, the hermetic philosophy embodies this axis exactly. The axis of Gemini and Sagittarius, this axis of mind and matter. And I use the word matter lightly because I, I do like to use the word for matter for Taurus, but I'm thinking about it in terms of like really what matters because that's what is most important. What is most important for me to use as, so like the Sagittarian energy is like explores the natural law, the cosmic law, the, the natural wonder, like the biology, the way that life works. And Gemini's thinking about the mind and the way the mind gathers the information helps us to come into this place where we can put it all together. So the hermetic principles, there's seven of them. And I've, sp I've spoken, I speak of them a lot in the pod, but the first one is the, is mentalism, the principle of mentalism, that all is mind. Now this is so Gemini, the mind. And when I think of mentalism, I'm really, I've been really meditating with this principle a lot lately, especially because it's Gemini season, but this, I, this concept, again, this idea around that if all is mind, if my mind is focusing on something specifically that is creating a vibrational resonance or a vibrational pulse into the space that's, you know, into the world. And so it becomes that everything that I'm thinking and becomes a reality. That's the, the, your mind creates your reality. That's what this hermet, this first hermetic principle discusses. Now, what's interesting about that is that when you, again, when you start to work the details of the hermetic principles, then you understand the, the evolution or the way they flow from one to the other. There's this trajectory, like, so you can use the seven principles sort of to apply to any given thing and work through it and kind of 
it's sort of like a formula. I know it's, it's, it's like a formula. So with the mentalism, if I use the mind that all is mind and I'm transmitting a vibration, an intended clear vibration. So you want to use your mind to basically transmit the vibes that you want to experience. Because what happens is, is so the second principle is the principle of correspondence that's above, below, within, without. So if my mind is emanating or is transmitting a negative thought pattern or a negative concept or belief system and I'm putting it out there, then that's going to be feeding that vibration. It's going to be feeding that vibration. It's going to be perpetuating that vibration over and over again if I continue to hold that vibe. But if I choose to a higher vibration, a higher transmission, a clearer, more uplifted transmission, well, it comes back a little differently. Just even getting talk, not talking about it like that makes it lighter for my heart. <laughs> so the mentalism is important specifically because we want to start to recognize that like what you're seeing again, like the, if all is mind, then what I'm experiencing is from my mind. And this comes back to the Gemini thing of the twins of like, when I think of Gemini, it's like the I and I it's the twins, but it's the I in I it's the, I am another you. It's the you and you. So when, when we're all relating to ourselves and recognizing that the, what we're experiencing is from ourself, is of ourself, then we might be able to make some better choices on what we want to experience. So let's talk about the moon. So we've got the moon is waxing into a full moon on June 3rd at 9.42 p.m. Mountain Time. And so... The sun will be at 13 degrees Gemini, opposing the moon at 13 degrees Sagittarius. And this is a specifically, this is a very special moon. As I said before, I always love a Sagittarius moon, full moon, because it's the last full moon before the sun gets to solstice. So it's, it's the brightest moment before solstice, which is the brightest moment of the year. Pretty neat, right? And you know me, I'm always looking at the preludes and the, um, outros too. I like a little, I like the little, uh, transit, I like transitions and transmissions because I want to feel things. I love to feel the wax and the wane of the cycles. That's how I can tune my own body to the natural cycles and the natural order of life on earth is by tuning to this wax and wane of these cosmic alignments of the sun and the moon and the earth. So with this full moon in Sagittarius, it's going, it's very special because it's going to be transitioning. It's going to be transiting by the galactic center of the Milky Way galaxy. And what is that? The center of the Milky Way galaxy is that they, I mean, they're the astronomers believe that it's a supermassive black hole that's in the center of our galaxy and that everything is spinning around that, orienting around this supermassive black hole of the galactic center of the Milky Way galaxy. So no pressure. The full moon in Sagittarius is aligning with the galactic center of the Milky Way galaxy. So to me, this like requires us to be getting even more grounded and more focused in our own center of gravity. You know, I talk a lot in the I love talking about the core calibration and our ability to really find our center of gravity by rooting, rising, and then again, experiencing the field, right? Circulating that energy. Well, that's what the universe does. It's back to that law of the, the hermetic principle of correspondence above, below, within, without. So this is a really, really potent moon within, without, above, below. However you want to look at the galactic center of the universe, this full moon is crossing the center of our universe. What if it was crossing the center of you? How would you apply that light? How would you use that light in your center to shine, focus, and project? What would you, what would you light up from yourself with this full moon? That's kind of the question I'm asking myself is, 
again, it's this concept around what am I focusing on? Because this is about my own mind, my own state of presentness, my own state of mind, body, and spirit. And so specifically with the mind, where's my energy? Where am I focusing? It's so important. Like this is so important too, because I feel like what's happening is we're getting this, the universe prepares us like every step of the way, like every step of the way of life's way, we're prepared for the next step. It's like the cosmic alignments just set us up. And when you're living in rhythm and you're in tune, you find you can flow more with these, with these transits, with these waves in, in such a beautiful and graceful way, rather than being hit hard by them, you know, and I do make the joke. It's like the people that don't tend to these rhythms, they get pounded by them. Sometimes some people just go floating around and they're fine. But sometimes people can get pounded by this energy of the, the transits, the waves coming. So with the full moon, I mean, the full moons are, are really great play. They happen once a month and it's a really great way to, to experience that energy, that wax and that wane. This happens with all of the cycles, all of the planets wax and wane. We just talk about the moon the most because it's right there and it's easy to see. It's easy to witness on a 28 and a day and a half day cycle. And so as this full moon comes into alignment with the super massive black hole of the galactic center of the Milky Way galaxy, <laughs> I'm, I'm like asking for, I'm asking for guidance. I'm asking for wisdom. I'm asking for clear consciousness. I'm asking for discernment. I'm asking for patience and timing and grace in not only in my, in my presentness, but in my expression, which is interesting because I've been really, ex- I, I really have to say that these these transmissions that I'm offering up from the heart of me to the heart of you, these transmissions, I take them very seriously and I do my best to speak uh, in a high communicated way, be highly communicated way, you know, and I, I've got notes, but this is not scripted. I'm sure you know that, but it's coming from a place of, I'm, I'm really trying to stay grounded, but also in my heart center, in my heart galactic center. And to live that way and to work with it takes a lot of energy and what I know to be true, whether I record it or not, my word has power in this world, word, sound, power. My words emanate and speak. They spell into the space. Therefore, I want to be mindful of how I speak, of what I'm saying and so it becomes more and more important for me to only do these things when I'm centered enough to do it <laughs> because I have to live it too. You know, that's the thing. It's like you speak it and then you live it and you better or life will toss you around until you do. <laughs> so it's all, it all works out in the end. But I will say this, that this, this full moon is giving me, you know, again, like I'm just, it's just reiterating this, the importance of staying heart centered and really letting my heart and my mind work together through the anchoring of my center of gravity. And if I can anchor my center of gravity, then my chakras are aligned. My spring is uncoiling. It's open. The energy can not only be transmitted from me through my center, but it can also be transmitted to me through my center from the universe as it, as this full moon traverses the galactic center. So that's cosmic. It's so cosmic. The other thing I want to say about that too, is that again, like when we're anchored and present and we're, we're letting our, we're, we're rooted in our heart, mind, body, and spirit. Then we create a really strong vibration. That transmission is a vibration that moves through time and space and it's rippling. And, and so that's why it's like, speak high, speak love, be love. Like let the, let your vibrations, let your emanations reflect 
a loving, grounded presence on this planet rather than a chaotic, worried one or a fear-based presence. You know, and I know you can feel a difference. This is where we're starting to play with, like, how do I use my emotions to help my mind focus on how do I work with my emotions in my mind to actually, again, create the reality I want to experience, this mentalism. It's, it is the mind, but it has to do with being able to work with the, and, com, and feel the communication and the expression of the emotions, of the way we're processing our senses. This is what the, this is what the mind is gathering and how it works that then becomes the, the transmission and the emanation that we project, the vibration that we project. So it's wild. I know. And so another concept that I find extremely powerful, and I've spoken about this before too, but I got this, this is a Kundalini yoga study, is one of the deepest ones I got and I will never let it go because it relates to all my studies. It brought everything together. But this concept that our very existence, our presentness, your very heartbeat, the fact that you have a heartbeat and you are alive, your presence is communicating that's so deep. That's Gemini. You've got to recognize that you are communicating even when you're not. Just because you're here, because you're alive, you're communicating. Therefore, mindfulness and presentness in our vibration, that's, that's a, it's a very high practice that uh, I encourage all of us to take up and, and work and use because you will see you know, again, like just observe people around you. It's easier to look at everybody else. <laughs> and then you can look at yourself, you, and we all should. The, but the idea is, is like when you can see how people are communicating just by walking in a room, you can feel their energy without them saying a word. You can read the body language, sure. You can feel people when you tune in because everyone's transmitting a frequency, a vibrational essence, a vibrational presence, that is just, it's always happening. It's a given. And so I kind of like try to keep my vibes clean. You know what I mean? Especially when you're, you know, there's a time and a place, but like when I go out into the world, when I interact with people, I just, I try to root into my center and do the best I can to let that presence be clear and high rooted in love. Okay, so the full moon is, that galactic center moon is high enough. On top of it, we have Jupiter joining with the north node, which we've been talking about this too. This has been coming on for a while, but it's, it's, it was ex it's exact. And then it's going to be kind of still lingering for a few more days. But this north node conjunct Jupiter. Your future destiny is being amplified. Insight guidance, guidance is there. We just have to ask and receive. That's the communication piece. You have to open yourself up to ask clear and then to receive the clarity, to receive the feedback, the message. The messages are being, I mean, I feel like there's like a beep, beep. I mean, it is a loud pulse. It's just, and the thing is, it's not necessarily like it's so specific in my, in my experience right now, it's not super, super specific, but it's guiding, it's guided. And so it has this effect of like, it might not be all the answers, but it's like a little push or a nudge this direction or that direction. And it's like, so part of this North node conjuncting Jupiter for me is, is again, tuning to my sensory system, feeling for that, the subtle communication and the subtle nudges in any direction you know, and starting to tune into that on a vibrational level, on a subtle vibrational level. On top of that too, with the North Node and Jupiter, it's also squaring Pluto still. And I've, I feel like this, is, this has been a story for the last few months and it's going to start lightening up, but this is a big one of just where we, we still are at this a little bit of the crossroads of past, present, and future, where we're going and where, where we've been and how we use where we've, what we've had and what we've learned. 
to apply it in the future and what we need to just let go of and leave behind what's no longer serving. There's a lot of this up in the air right now. And I feel like, again, this, this is a really powerful, transformative time. We're tender a little, we're a little tender right now, you know, cause it's new. And so I, I just, I highly recommend just taking the, doing the, the breathing practice, the one to three breath reset. And if you've got a meditation practice, good, double down on it, you know, like put a little bit more time in for yourself to just anchor and root into the planet to, to clear, to let that again, be your resource. It's like charging your battery. You can charge your battery. And especially as all this lights coming back, the more light, the more energy we can get. So I just think of myself like a big solar panel, like a big battery soaking up the energy as much as I can rooting into the earth. You know, it's soaking up the energy from the earth. And then letting it shine out and come back, you know, and again, reciprocate. It's the cycle. Okay, so that's this, that's the nodes. And there's so much to talk about with them. We'll get into it. The other things that are really going on that are important, I think in the next, with this full moon chart and into the next few weeks, is that Venus Venus is in the last degrees of the sign of Cancer, and it's a water sign, and it's trining Neptune, which is in Pisces, its home sign, another water sign. And I've talked about these these two planets before. Venus is, or Neptune is the higher octave of Venus. And when I think of these two together, I think higher love. I think of super love, super consciousness, unconditional love. It is ultimately this, the Venus trining Neptune is giving me this little hit of let your love light shine. It is so much about the love and intuition and just the idea of like really valuing and owning the heart and the home, the heart, the home, the spiritual consciousness, the, all that is, it's just like the So Venus is having a moment right now, being in its final degrees of cancer. It's again, this, when you, anything that's at the end, the late degrees, it has this finishing effect. It's a mastering effect. And so Venus is really mastering this intuition, the feeling state, again, the values of, of feelings and boundaries it's been going through it a little bit. There's some deep values around boundaries and how to love and how to use our, how to really trust our intuition and follow our guidance. There's a little bit of that. And so having it trine the Neptune in Pisces, this spiritual consciousness, it it's, it's, again, it's just activating the deepest sense of love. And so the way I look at that too, is that if you're, it, it's back to this trusting and, and how we use our intuition and our system to, to really be able to tune into the world, to be able to receive the information, to be able to process the information, to be able to feel it and know how to use the, the energy. Now, Venus is all about values, our love, our appreciation. It's our money as well, but it is like, it's, it's the love and appreciation planet. Neptune trining it, giving it a little boost is putting some spirit, it's spiritualizing that love. That's the way I look at it. And so again, it's anything that you're thinking about, anything that you're, if there's any part of your life that you're not feeling totally resonant, like resonant, if you're not feeling resonance, resonance with it, to, to not think that you have to cut it and let it go, but to, to really just practice the, the shift in focus. It's that pivot. And this is cool because this works with the mentalism too. It's like when you can, when you feel, when you're feeling something deeply, you can choose, you can have, you have a choice once you're aware to either use it and apply and work with it or to focus your energy elsewhere, because it's about how we focus and where we put our mind and our, 
our heart that's going to help. You know, this is what we want to get good at this. It's a really important skill for the future of humanity to develop. So powerful intuition, powerful sense of boundaries, powerful sense of value systems, values and loving you know, value systems and our the way that we, how we appreciate and cherish and like what we show reverence to, the, what we put our energy to, this is what's going to, this is the way I use the, the Venus alignment. I actually use it to, to say like, how am I going to, what's my, what's most important again? Like, how do I use this to help me be a better human? So Venus trines Neptune and then Venus moves along it's already happening, but it moves into, you know, it's, it's basically opposing Pluto, but it, it becomes exact Venus opposite the Pluto in retrograde that's at the zero degrees Aquarius about to go back into Capricorn, which we'll talk about. But gosh, thinking about this. So just after the full moon, Venus goes into the sign of Leo. And, and if soon we'll talk about it, Venus will be retrograding in the sign of Leo super potent. But I just, for now, let's just talk about Venus zero degrees Leo. When I think of Leo, that's the loving sign too. I mean, Leo is the heart, the lion heart, the biggest lovers of the Zodiac, biggest heart. So when you put Venus in there, they're valuing, valuing heart centered leadership, valuing heart-centered relationships, valuing heart-centered practices, embody, I mean, we want to embody heart-centeredness. That's the way I look at this. It's this lioness and lion stepping into this heart-centered state. So when your heart is centered and your mind is centered, the vibrations and the emanations are going to be (laughs) heart-centered. And that's what we want in this time is more heart. We need more heart, you know, less hate, more heart, less hate, you know? And so that Pluto though, Venus stepping into, into Leo is going to be exactly opposing that Pluto in Aquarius, zero degrees. I love it. So when I think about Pluto and opposing Venus, transformation in your values, transformation in your boundaries, in your relationships, when I was talking, I was kind of him hawing around it, but the truth is, is at the end of the, at this late degree cancer, Venus in the late degrees of cancer entering into Leo, this is putting like, everything's higher. Like we, we are in graduation season and it is so much about graduating. If you have not, if, if there, if there are things that you're holding on to that are just not part of the new vibration, the new focus the new alignment, the new way, the Aquarian way, I, it's, it's going to be a rocky road. And so again, like using our, being honest with ourselves and the way we're feeling and things that we're feeling like when it's, this is especially true for, for relationships, but if you, if it's not working then you have to let it go and honoring that higher frequency, that higher vibration of love and presence Again, heart-centeredness, it's going to bring it back to you tenfold. That's the point. It's like you emanate it so that it ripples back. You get what you give, above, below, within, without, cause and effect. I mean, this is the idea of the hermetic philosophies, is that we want to use our presentness, our vibration, our mental state, our heart state to create the world that we want and experience the world that we want to live in. And this requires us, this is going to be tough. It, you, this Leo, Leo, Leo and Venus together, that's tough love too. Because cats can be, you know, the lions can be fierce. And with that though, is a lot of power, a lot of prowess, a lot of grace and regalness, right? A little royal vibe, the Raj vibe. And so back to this thing, it's just like higher mind, higher love, higher caliber of you, higher caliber of me. 
and just starting to recognize that the more I hold that higher caliber in me, then I'm going to be, it's going to be reflected all around me. The I and I reflecting the you and you. (laughs) I am another you. This is the season. This is where we're headed. Okay. So that's Venus. The other cosmic alignment that I have to talk about is Pluto. So Pluto, again, it's going to be opposing, it's squaring the nodes in Jupiter, it's opposing Venus, it's also retrograding, it's backing up. And so as of June 11th, it'll go back into Capricorn until January of 2024. So we'll be back where we were (laughs) at that 29, those late degree Capricorn with Pluto and This is transfer again, Pluto represents transformation in the evolution of the soul. It is so much about the way that we, how graceful can we be in our change and transformation? The Venus helps to buffer that because the Venus is going to be like, are you sure you're aligned with your value systems? Because we're going back into Capricorn. And I just want to say, beware of the backslide because as that Pluto goes back into Capricorn, there's going to be a little bit of like wanting to go back into the old ways and get cozy, comfy in the old ways. And I just, you know, they're gone. (laughs) It's an illusion. That's part of the Venus and the Neptune thing too, is like we're busting illusion, we're illusion busting right now. And so... (laughs) It comes back to that same thing. It's like just, again, you got to stay firm with your boundaries. You got to stay firm with your belief systems and who you are. Like root yourself, ground and center yourself. Align that, your center with the galactic center. That's what this full moon is telling me. It's like it, nobody's center, nobody knows your center but you. <laughs> nobody can tell you, you know, like people can guide you and all these things, but nobody can do the work but you. And that's why it's so powerful. It's so personal so, so personal. And it comes back to this, the more you practice tuning in, even if it takes one to three breaths, even if it's just for a moment, the more you anchor into your center, the stronger you're going to be as these waves and this transitions come through, because there's going to be some temptation to want to like fall back or, you know, we've, we've made a lot of progress as humanity, but we also have a long way to go. And this is where you can get a little weary and be like, kicking up your feet and just like, whatever, like get a case of the, you know, what's, and I just, I, this is not the time to give up. It's about staying steady and focused and anchored. And my favorite mantra that I made up, I like said this the whole time that the North node was in Gemini and the South node is in Sag for that axis. It's one breath, one thought, one step, one day at a time. Anytime it all starts feeling overwhelming or trying to get my distraction, you know, trying to distract me, trying to throw me off center. Anytime I feel that I root back, take the deep breath, find my root, let it rise through the center, out into the field, feel that circulation. One breath, one thought, one step, one day at a time. That's the beauty of the Gemini too. It's the day to day. We, we have to show up on the daily one day at a time, one day at a time. The more we hold the consistency and the rhythm of that one breath, one thought, one step, one day at a time, as we make our way through, we catch a rhythm and we can maybe even speed the rhythm up or slow it down, but doesn't matter. We'll, we'll be in time regardless. And that's the point. Anything that wants to throw you out of sync and out of time, not for me. I turn that off. And that's back to what I was saying is like, you just got to pivot in those moments when you feel something dragging you off your center, taking you out of whack, making you feel out of balance. It's like, hold up. I want to be in balance right now. I'm working for a higher mind, a higher vision. I'm working for the higher love. I'm working on a building here. (laughs) I want to live it. You know what I'm saying? So Seriously, though. (laughs) Seriously. Okay, so yeah, that's important. That's really important. The the last transit that I think that I that I think is going to be pretty. Oh, yeah, wait, one more thing. So also with all of this, you know, it's like, it's requiring us to have a little faith, have a little trust. And And so, 
use this opportunity to practice, like use these days, this time to practice that. Like, of course you might, of course we all stumble and we fall, but then you get back up and you just keep getting back up and you do what you do because we're, we're really pushing towards a new world right now. It's a new time. And I, I just, I feel like it's going to take a lot of strength and a lot of courage and a lot of focus to stay on point moving into the future right now. So, so if we right now in this moment in time, as I record this episode, I'm blessed. I'm grateful. Things are okay. Things to seem to be okay in the world for the most part. I pray for peace all the time. I also know that in this moment in time, things are okay. So with this energy, while I have the, while I have this space, I want to work it. I want to use that. I want to use this to get this time, this moment in time to get strong in my center of gravity, to get strong in my nervous system, to get clear in my communication, in my giving and receiving communication and not just words, but my vibrational communication the emanations, the expressions of my state of presence that come from my center, you know, that's, so use this time wisely. It's a great time to study and to teach and to study, teach, study, teach forever. That's the the other Gemini Sag axis. But there's one more little thing I want to talk about. And as far as the alignments go and the, the transits, and that's the conjunction between Mercury and Uranus. So it's kind of cool. We have the trine of the Venus and Neptune, which is Neptune's the higher octave of Venus. And with this conjunction, Uranus is the higher octave of Mercury. And again, Mercury is the ruler of Gemini. Now they're in Taurus, but the cool thing, regardless, the cool thing is with this Mercury conjunct Uranus, it is, again, it's activating a higher thought process, a higher mentalism. We want to get clear in our mind. We want to get our mind healthy and strong and focused and not distracted, not pulled away. You know, again, it's like whatever you're focusing on, whatever you're thinking about, that is, that is creating, that is creating your world. It is putting more of that into the field. And so the clearer we can be, the better. So these, these two planets coming together in the sign of Taurus is really all about manifesting a higher state of mind. For me, it's higher communication, higher state of mind helps us with our vibration and our presence. It also is like reminiscent. I mean, it's just making me think, well, no wonder why we're talking about AI so much and we're being warned of all of the AI stuff right now. You know, there's all this talk around that coming through more and more right now. And I'm like, oh, that's the Mercury Uranus conjunction. Now it's in our face so we can make note. And that's my point. It's like, it's there to note. And again, the clearer you are, you won't feel so, you know, I think the clearer and the stronger you are, the higher your mind, the higher and clearer your heart and mind state is. You'll know if it's a human or if it's an AI or you'll be able to sense let's like give ourselves some credit here. I know that there, I know there's a lot out there. I, I'm not as, I'm not as studied in the AI world. I am not, but what I do know is that humans have more power than they, we all have more power than we use on a day-to-day basis. And we got to start applying these skill sets. And part of that is being able to tune in and understand the communication, the giving and the receiving of the communication when you're rooted and centered as you, in your line with your chakras and your system, you can sense when things are off. You can sense when something's being false or misleading or manipulative. From that state, you can. We can. I've experienced it for myself. I know we can do it. So once again, we're, we got to get strong. This is like study time. Study, teach, study, teach. Part of that is also like, cause the teacher is the Sagittarius. So this full moon, boo, the guru it's, there's this really intense need 
there's this really beautiful drive for me right now to, again, I keep saying it over and over. We've got to live what we know. It's not enough to have it in the book or have taken the class or gotten the certification or to even be talking about it with people you care about. That's, these are all great things. I'm not negating them. I am saying, how much of it are you living? How much of it are you really practicing? Practice what you teach. Practice what you preach. You know, you got to practice what you teach all day. So that's also why coming into this space when I'm sharing this information via the pod, I'm coming from the heart, coming from a rooted, centered state from my heart. And I have this really beautiful saying that my teacher, Gurjai, used to say, is the teachings are transmitted from the heart of the teacher to the heart of the student, from the heart of me to the heart of you. And as a true student and a true teacher, I know that I'm both because when I'm teaching, I'm also learning. And that's what I think this time is about right now. We are entering into a vision quest We are questing into the galactic center, into the future potentiality of humanity and what we can accomplish and achieve in any given moment of our life. We are being offered an opportunity to heal and grow and focus our studies and apply our wisdom like never before. And I am all about taking up this challenge. (laughs) I'm doing it. And I know you are too. And so much support and love to all of us brave souls that are embracing our lion heartedness and letting our soul shine because that's what this time is all about. So thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate you so much. I appreciate you deeply. And I've got a lot of love and respect for many of you. As you reach out, I appreciate your comments. I appreciate your feedback. I appreciate you subscribing and leaving support and all the ways that you're doing it. If you want a session with me one-on-one, hit me up at livinginrhythm.com. And I just, I'm grateful for you tuning in. So thanks so much and happy, happy full moon, happy Venus season, embrace your, embrace your higher mind and your higher love and let your soul shine. Blessings and love y'all. Peace.